Welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malikpour. And we are discussing Mr. Miracle number 12, Mistivac. So this to me is the beginning of like the set of issues that are a little kind of more about Scott than about Apocalypse. And yeah. it's fun how it's just like this totally different kind of world he's in. You know, it's pretty clear he's this performer and it's going to be following Scott and his pals as they do their performances around the country and around the world. And it's it's just like moved into this kind of fun episodic TV show as opposed to this giant cosmic comic universe, you know? Yeah. Now, I'm not, I didn't read the, I'm reading from the trade paperback that's specifically Mr. Miracle. Are these issues going forward included in the om, fourth world omnibus, omnibus or whatever? Yeah, they are. They are, okay. Yeah, but New Gods 11 and the Forever People 11 came before Mr. Miracle 11. So now it's a straight line of just Mr. Miracle stories up until the 1980s New Gods story. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Interesting. So at the same time Kirby was working on this, he was working on Commandy and Demon and I think Omac a little later on. Okay, got it. Okay, so it's it's funny, like... Um, yeah, and right now it's just like, you know, Mr. Miracle on Earth now. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of strange in that, like, it just feels different. Not necessarily worse, it just feels so, like, independent of the larger saga. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really a kid's comic now. One of the notes I have there is, like, this is, like, Kirby's, like, comedy he had yeah, like, uh, like a sitcom, right? Or at least a light adventure story. Yeah, yeah. I actually wrote down six instances that like he's trying his hand trying to be funny. Really? So we we can go over it at the end of the issue or we can talk about it now if you want, whatever works best for you. Let, let's launch with that then. Okay, cool. So can I, I'm going to go list. So list the first, and there might be more jokes in there, but there's one of Page six, panel one. Uh, everyone's running out to, uh, rushing out to see what the girls are doing at the beach. He's all like, uh, I'm sorry, no, that's not it. Anyways, there's a part. The first one is like, uh-oh, Barta's stealing the scene. She's mm-hmm. stealing the show. And then the second one is um, page seven, panel two, where um, the sailor lost his belt. His pants are falling down because the girls took the buttons out of my pants. <laughs> right. And then there is a there is third lashed him and took the buttons yeah. away. Yeah. And then there's another one where like same page on panel four where like all these sailors are being thrown out. Great the day in the morning. Yeah, it's like something out of it's mad, 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 mad world or something. Some, and then some... on the next panel, next page, first panel, they're all like, "Oh, I see them landing safely on a grassy lawn. Don't worry about it. They're okay." So that's like uh-huh. that's why it's funny. They page panel two. I love how the photographers are all like ab- above a fence, like paparazzi taking pictures of the girls and they're on the beach. Yeah, and then the page nine is the one where like. Uh, Barda is like has is holding on to them and uh, to the two sailors and they're still saluting <laughs> and then at the end the the general whatever he's he's all like sometimes I get that feeling it's time to retire from the service 
right now that feeling is stronger than ever <laughs> and then the finally and then at the end of the issue page 21 i mean these are not funny stuff by any stretch of imagination but there's one on page 21 panel panel two first when mr miracle is fighting one of the villains he's pulling his hat down which is a classic three stooges move mm -hmm. and then the panel four is when a bad guy is trying to run away and then uh, Oberon has his arms crossed and he trips him. That's another comedy. Ha ha. So yeah, a lot of funny, a lot of quote unquote funny stuff in this issue. <laughs> say that. Quote unquote quote funny stuff. Funny business. Yeah, where like if you're 10 years old, you're gonna you're gonna think, oh, this is so fun. I love this. Yeah. Totally like, like, night, I still loved it. What's that? I still loved this issue. Yeah, I mean, love is a strong word, Jason, but uh, <laughs> yeah. no, I think it's fun. I love the art and, uh, and you know, the villain is interesting that, you know, the alien villain too, Minivac. You're right. I mostly, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's not New Gods 11 or something. Yeah. Minivac's a, Mistivac, excuse me. It's, it's Mistivac, a, sorry. That was not is kind of a cool villain. I like the way Kirby draws him as this kind of weird, I don't know, mystical idol or something, but he's also a robot. Like, I'm not sure it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and then we find out he's an alien at the end. Neither robot nor I like that aspect of it, that it's not like magical, it's all science or, you know, alien-based. Um, and the villain, to me, is like, if if Bruce Wayne had not seen his parents die and ended up growing up to be a rich brat, that's going to be Colonel. That's going to be the Colonel. He's got a butler that helps him do bad stuff. And he wears a monocle. I think any, any character who wears a monocle is automatically evil, too. Yeah. That's in a, a monocle. Have you ever known anyone who wore a monocle? I've never known it. I always wanted to meet someone who wore a monocle. Thankfully not. Well, not only does he wear a monocle, but he has those long, that cigarette filter that he smokes a cigarette with. Right. And he's always in his tuxedo, too. And if you're a lady, if you're not a lady from the 19th flapper 1920s, that also makes you evil. <laughs> yeah. If you're not Gary Grant or someone. Yeah. I do want to say one thing before we run on page nine. I think it was cool to like, even in the 70s, it was, it's good that like Kirby draws women in all body sizes that are healthy. I was going to comment on that too. I like how Bernadette has that very thin body type. Bart is so uh, muscular. Lachina is more like traditional figure. Like Kirby's just accepting these women for who they are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or it's we know nice. Kirby's type. Uh -huh. Yeah. I like, by the way, how Barta just holds the sailors like it's nothing to hold them. Yeah. You know, they're, they may be 200 pounds each or something, but it's like you and me lifting, lifting a pen or something. Mm -hmm. A couple books in our hands, maybe. I thought the opening stunt was really well done. Very fun and exciting. I love this shot on page two, panel one. Again, I'm using the word love. I probably should use that too much. No, I'm just, I suppose maybe I'm just. It's great art. Off. No, it's what's not to love. Yeah. 
it's just so dynamic moving through the water and stuff. I and like the, that, yeah. And that great full panel, boom, at the bottom of the page. Mm -hmm. No, I I really like, you know, when he's like, um, you know, the underwater, the way it's depicted with the inks and everything. Yeah. Um, and then you see Kirby dots, you can't avoid them. It's awesome. They're in a few places in this issue, and every time I see them, they just make me happy. Mm -hmm. My only comment is like, how? Why is the government agreeing to do this? I don't get it. I was thinking this is just some publicity stunt. Oh right. Well, that, yeah, yeah. They agreed to do right. Mm -hmm. Scott, yes, you know, being shot out of a missile or shot out of a, like a ship. <laughs> it's yep. just something they agreed to, like, for, to to get Navy recruitment up or something. Mm -hmm. I it was a hard time to try and recruit people in 1972 or 73 you know so anything that helps I suppose oh right right that's right oh <laughs> good point but yeah why would they the, the, the admiral doesn't look very excited about any part I, of this I think you have the it's genius I think you have the right answer after Vietnam after the, when did this draft stop when did they stop drafting I think it was about 74 or so. So just after that. Makes total sense. Yeah, they're not drafting. No one's enlisting. How do you get people to sign up? You, you shoot someone out of a cannon and try to kill them and see if they survive. <laughs> and if they do, then you're all like, see, you could be a soldier like this. Oh, that's awesome. I liked how the stunt involved all of the female furies again. Yeah. Like this is really becoming not just Scott and Bart, it's the team book now, and they're all hanging out doing these stunts together. I think it's really cool that he, yeah, he built a family. Unlikely yeah. family. They are the most unlikely family, including Weird Oberon, who again is wearing that outfit. I think he just likes that crazy outfit. Yeah. This must be comfortable. I don't know. Maybe I should try that. <laughs> little skirt thing and some brown boots and stuff i was gonna uh looks good on him except for the I, gloves i don't need to wear gloves well maybe now with the snow on the ground <laughs> oh i know you guys are snow all right talk about that later um i um are we gonna talk about mistivac because i think i had, I had some comments about mistivac in the beginning on first impressions yeah of course so i think it's interesting how Mistivac, like he's all like, yeah, this is like, I bought this, this Mistivac from like some distant, you know, place, and he's he's like mystical and like has all these like magical powers, and he's also my Uber driver. <laughs> he also drives me or my, my me around and can can drive stick shift. <laughs> Well, he's not his Uber driver, he's a chauffeur. A oh, chauffeur, okay. Well, you know, yeah. Because, you know, if you're wearing a top hat and you're carrying a cane, you should have a you should have a chauffeur, right? I learned that from all my 1930s movies I've been watching. <laughs> all kind of comes with the territory. And there's a Mae West movie I was watching where the guy intentionally leaves his cane behind as a way of hooking up with Mae West. And it cracks me up because he's in his top hat and he's his tails and he's got this fantastic suit on and stuff. He's got to carry the cane and the cane is the trick. It's not leaving behind the hat, not leaving behind anything else. 
the cane, you know, it's part of the part of the outfit that any dapper gentleman will wear. <laughs> and this guy just won't, the colonel just never caught up with the times. No. Where did he get Mr. Beck from? Who did he who did he buy it from? Well, he said the Asian or Orient or something. I don't know. I didn't it wasn't it didn't translate well into today's society. I don't know. It kind of sound a little racist, but but he's an evil guy, so he just bought it from someone who got it from a remote Asian temple. At least it said Asian. But uh, yeah, who's selling this? And where did he find it? Like, did he go to some catalog or something? Was it in the millionaire's version of the Sears catalog? The other, yeah. The other thing is like, maybe he's not being honest about how he obtained it because as we find later, he might've had some, um, um, some power over the over the mystivac. Yeah, and then like, and why does he reconstruct the temple for mystivac? I guess there's followers of mystivac even in the millionaire's world, mm -hmm. which just makes the the millionaire even more evil. Yeah, the cult. And, yeah, he's got this cult cult that that worships mystivac, but where is this cult? Who are these people? Mm -hmm. why does, he, why does yeah. he put his whole game at risk by having mr back fight scott free and barda oh the other thing the cool interesting thing about it is like you know you always get these movies about rich people who um you know um rich people who have like this thing where like oh you go hunting like you know homeless people or hunting people on islands and stuff and that's what it is right now they all wager and you know and death people's if they can survive death and everything I think that's that's one thing that that's a cult right there, right? I don't know if they're following this cult, but it's interesting. That was one of the interesting notes that I took about this story is like the idea of like wealthy people like you know doing whatever they want and betting on people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I liked how I like how Brown made the deal with the Colonel to have Scott fight Mistyback as a way of making money and build up publicity. For the company i just like how that's a great motivation it's not necessarily like him wanting to stop this evil or stop this cult. oh right right yeah that wants to just make some cash yeah it's all about building your business building your brand felt so right felt so contemporary in that way that's right yeah got to get his instagram and his twitter account uh-huh all right if this was done today wouldn't you can't you imagine a little camera floating around or something yeah Part of filming the battle, so it's posted to Instagram, so they get the pub for it. Mm -hmm. The battle scenes are pretty good. They're not the yeah. best scene from Kirby, but there's a lot of good use of uh, force perspective, a lot of damage to these buildings. It's really dynamic action. Once yeah. again, Scott uh, only sort of being an action hero. Most of his actions are like evading Mr. Vac. And when he finally does defeat him, he defeats him with one of his gadgets. Mm -hmm. So that's such a different action hero than the new gods, than Orion and Light Ray. He's a little more passive again. I mean, Barda would just gone in there and beat beat the shit out of him. What's I, that? Barda doesn't fight him because it's it's Scott's battle to have, right? Well, no, she, she was also uh, the Mistivac. Also, didn't he control her mind? She told oh, him it's because Mr. Vex says, let the female and the dwarf sit down and not interfere with our combat. Yeah. And then so she told them to not, I mean, I guess 
addressed her as the female, but like Oberon says, we can't help ourselves, Scott, that thing's voice is like a command we must obey. Oh, that's true, yeah. And so that's why she can't help him. Mm -hmm. I, the battle is pretty standard Kirby, which is, and that by definition is awesome. Um, but yeah, it's not anything different than he's done before. I did like that page 18 panel one where uh, Mr. Vac's arm kind of like grows and like a punch comes through like a wood. Yeah, I feel like we saw that like 10 times in Fantastic Four. Yeah, that's true. It always works. Yeah, that's right. I was, I, you know, one of the questions I asked myself is like, do you think Kirby got bored of doing the same thing over and over again? He must have. He must have been just a job for him at some point. I really feel like a lot of these sec Mr. Miracle issues in the second half of the run are uh, kind of come out of his boredom, yeah. Mm. Like, uh, I just don't think he has the same energy for these stories that he does in other stories. This one actually holds together pretty well, though, I think. Yeah. I feel bad for the alien when, when he popped the helmet out and the Mistivac is actually some alien. But he's also evil, so I guess you know he deserves dying. But he looks so tiny inside the robot body. Yeah, maybe that's it. You know, like on page twenty, panel three, he's got this giant robot with these enormous shoulders and this tiny little creature on top of it. Wasn't there another like two or three feet tall, for all we can tell? Wasn't there another tiny adversary that Scott fought that? belong to somebody in the beginning I totally forgot I think so now I'm trying to remember I think it's in the it's in the uh granny goodness story maybe oh yeah yeah it's, he's, he wasn't tiny but he, yeah it was like this machine yeah anyways that's a theme like uh things look bigger than they really are sometimes yeah yeah people can come in small packages it wasn't that much of a wolf, yeah. I like how the issue ends too, where they were like, "Yeah, this is a battle, and now we got to do another battle." Yeah. The show must go on. This is who we are. This is what we do. Barter's even like pointing her finger up to the sky. Bring it on! Bring it on, y'all! Cool. So yeah, another good issue. Can't go wrong with Kirby. It's always fun. Yeah. I think we're going to feel the same way when we, read, when we read The Dictator's Dungeon next week. Can't wait to meet the next Mr. Miracle, Shallow Norman. Shallow Norman comes in soon. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Amir. Sometimes they're quick ones. Oh, thank you.